Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. We are so glad you have joined us today. SWAT Radio is part of His Life International Ministries, and its mission is to equip men in sound biblical instruction for the purpose of godly living. We believe, as Paul wrote in 2 Timothy chapter 3, that all Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete equipped for every good work. Our greatest desire at SWAT Radio is to see Christian men shepherd their families, serve the local church, and seek the welfare of their cities, all for the glory of God. We're glad you've tuned in today. This is Brad Sykes. I am hanging out with my good buddy, Doug McCary. And over the last three weeks, we've been doing an overview of Acts chapters 1 through 16 as we've gathered back together for the fall semester but in light of the hurricane that we that came our way, Hurricane Ian, uh, almost a week ago, Doug, you and I yeah. were, were talking about this hurricane. You know, little did we know what kind of damage it would bring. But in light of that, we've decided to take a little detour this week to discuss five biblical principles in the midst of natural disaster mm-hmm. or tragedy. And uh, yesterday, we uh, we looked at the fact that God calls us as his children to trust that he is He is on his throne, he is sovereign, and he reigns over all. And uh, what, a, what a good reminder that is. And, and I just want to say to our listeners, SWAT Radio is a live broadcast. We want to encourage you to call in with your questions, your comments, or just an encouraging word. Many people have been impacted by the storm, not just obviously Jacksonville. I think we kind of skirted it here. But our friends to the south, whether it's in uh, Daytona, uh, Orlando, and then all the way over where it made landfall, huge, huge impact in those areas. And so, uh, obviously, we have listeners in all those areas, and we would love to hear from you. If you want to call in, tell us how you're doing, how can we pray for you, any needs that you 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 guys have, we would love to help meet those But uh, we'd also like for you to call 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. If you're unable to call, feel free to email Doug or myself at ask at SWATradio.com. That's A-S-K at SWATradio.com. Douglas, how you doing, brother? Good. I mean, uh, you know, the hurricane, I was reading in the paper yesterday, uh, for, for those people that live in Virginia, Mississippi, out west in Idaho that listen and other places in England that are listening and you think, well, the hurricane's gone, uh, there's still dangers that are out there lurking. One of them is rising waters on the inland waterways, I heard. They're, they're, hmm. The levees potentially breaking, so... These people still need prayer down there, not just in the cleanup, but potential hazards in the aftermath. Because when a storm like that comes through, and there's already 103 people they attribute uh, deaths to uh, Hurricane Ian. Um, I mean, there's still there's still over 400,000 people or homes that are without power. Yeah, that, so so there's still a lot going on there. Um, and, you know, you think about I, I just a lot of that. Like for me, 
when I go back to the biggest storm I remember as far as impact, it was Katrina. I was going to say, you know, yeah. that, that was a huge storm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You know, there's levees broke in New right. Orleans and, and it was a big deal. Um, was that a four or five? I can't remember. I, you know, I don't remember. But you know, this Ian was technically a five. Yeah. Uh, I think they had winds up to 158 miles an hour. Yeah. You know, I, I, not that you need to share this again, but I was kind of taken back by even the, the numbers that you were sharing yesterday on just the overall uh, power, the power of a hurricane. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about 158-mile-an-hour winds, 120-mile-an-hour mm-hmm. winds. Let's be honest. <laughs> that does a lot of damage. Yeah. And, uh, it's a, po- a lot of power there, yeah. but God's more powerful. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, uh, Katrina was a Category 5. And I, think about this, Brad. 1,800 deaths with Katrina. 1,800 deaths as a result. Over $125 billion worth of damage. Wow. So Katrina was a massive storm that affected a lot of people. But, you know, it was interesting reading some of the um, the articles and hearing some of the conversations. People are trying to say, you know, um, Governor DeSantis didn't do enough to warn people, you know, to get people. You and, had to knew that you had to know that was coming. Well, yeah, you did. <laughs> you you kind of knew it was coming. But still, you know, I remember seeing a lot of the news conferences about it. But if you remember there were a lot of people that thought that Ian was going to hit Tampa or north of Tampa. Mm-hmm. And that that was really the American forecast model. I was reading uh, uh, one article this morning. And by the way, that this, this struck me. The European model, which uses faster supercomputers, why, if America is so technological technologically advanced are we not having as fast as supercomputers mm. as europe right we yep. should we yep. should be we should be learning or, or saying hey share this technology <laughs> with us but anyway the european model which uses faster supercomputers showed a more southerly and a stronger storm tr- storm track for uh and it was closer to the outcome mm. than the uh american model and so when you think about what happened, one of the questions that you hear ask a lot after a hurricane, especially when people stay, and I remember with Katrina, a lot of people said this, why do people not heed the warnings and leave? You know, why Why do people stay and ride it out when it says it's going to be a 12-foot storm surge and it says it's going to be, you know, may, you know, Category 5 mm-hmm. winds? Mm-hmm. Um, have, you ever, have you ever left? During a hurricane, yeah, I've left a couple here. of times. Yeah. I've, I've 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 driven. I say I've left. I've driven to the west side of town, right? Um, <laughs> you know, so, I, so you went about thirty miles in. I did. Yeah, I went inward. Yeah. Uh, but but you know, these people down on the beach, like Sanibel Island, Fort Myers, those people are right there on the beach oh, at yeah. sea level. Yeah, and when those storm surges come in, there's some amazing videos and photos out there now of what happened. And, um, you know, it, it's just, it is tragic, but one of the things that happens is in our world, people don't realize that when people have to be rescued, they're 
put at risk. Oh, sure. Uh, they're putting other sure. people at sure. risk to have to rescue them at mm-hmm. times. And and now people are starting to, the, the emergency services are starting to say, hey, we can't rescue until it's safe. I mean, it, you know, and some people would have gone in there in unsafe conditions, but they've learned, I think, over the years. And But it's really sad because a lot of these people that died may not have had to die had they evacuated. And, but, but, you know, again, the world we live in is broken. We're, we are going to be talking about that today. Um, but, uh, I just, I found it fascinating that, uh, they're still worried about things going on down there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Did you, uh, not to bring up uh, a sore subject, but since we're talking about the, uh, the storm about Biden calling, Second class Zach Loesch on September 30th. Did you read that article? No. Zach Loesch is, uh, uh, let's see, I think he's a, uh, he's a Coast Guard rescue swimmer mm-hmm. um, who decided not to get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. He spent his career rescuing people. In fact, in it, down at, for Hurricane Ian, mm-hmm. he was down there rescuing people. But he's having to leave the Coast Guard because he was unwilling to get vaccinated. Oh yeah, I did. I I remember I did read that, uh, and I thought interesting. He gets a call from the president mm-hmm. congratulating, and then he's told he's got to get out. You and, know? Incredible, incredible. I'm just reading the headlines of today. I see Elon Musk is uh, back on the table with Twitter. Uh, you know, um, by the way, Elon Musk donated a bunch of satellite links to help people. You know. What he has done, uh, are you familiar with Starlink and all of his satellites out there? He's got thousands of satellites mm. in space that, to give Internet to people yes. in places where they can't get it. And so he put a bunch of portable links. He shipped them down to South Florida. Um, so they to, could have. So they can have Internet down there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I didn't realize he had that many satellite things up there, but that's crazy. Uh, a lot of stuff about Elon Musk. <laughs> I'm learning every day, you know. Uh, he, he's a he's a pretty uh, uh, he's very entrepreneurial. Let's put it that way. Uh, yeah. Hey, I did want to read one thing if I can get to it. I know we only got a couple of minutes, but there was a post by a pastor down from Sanibel Island who basically um, he said, you know, it's Sunday morning. I'm writing this from a hotel bathroom so as not to wake my wife. I couldn't imagine a week ago that's where I would be. Normally on a Sunday morning, I'm waking up at 5.30, going for a beach walk, praying through my my message, and uh, then I would have been been starting a new summer series, a sermon series in Daniel. But instead, mm-hmm. I'm sitting in a bathroom, and he went through a whole thing about things in his life uh, and what, what they're dealing with. But then he says this, On Wednesday, as the storm raged, I was in a mall in Boca Raton trying to get Internet. One of the stores had a TV with news coverage, and I started talking to a stranger. And uh, basically, the conversation ended. I returned to my computer a few few minutes later. One of the store employees came over and said, I'm sorry, I have to ask, why are you so calm? Mm. And uh, you're losing everything. And he said, well, I'm a Christian. I'm a pastor. And the person goes, of course. You have God. Now it all makes sense, and they went away smiling. Oh, that's good. And what a great testimony, right? Amen. Amen. Well, with that said, we're glad you joined us 
on SWAT Radio today. Our phone lines will be open during our third and fourth segment. If you want to join the conversation, 844-777-SWAT. If you have questions, email us at ask at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back as we dive into our study for today. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. That's Brothers by Need to Breathe. This week, we are looking at the topic of storms, suffering, and the sovereignty of God. In fact, yesterday, we looked at the fact that God is on his throne. He's ruling over any and every storm. We talked about weather storms, financial storms, relational storms. He's on the throne. Today, interestingly enough, we're looking at the reality that we live in a fallen and bent world, a broken world. And as, Doug, you've said before, we're not in Eden anymore. No, we're not. Like, was that, but we're not in Kansas anymore? Yeah, we're yeah. not in Eden, and we're not in heaven yet, although some people would uh, would lead you to believe that uh, life here is in heaven. Oh, it, you can have it. In fact, it's so funny. The other night, Lori came up, and I'd, I'd, I was watching a televangelist preaching. I, I just, you know, when I turned the TV on, it was like a... That is not I, like I, you, Doug. I, I flipped it, and there was this televangelist. I didn't even know his name, but he was telling people that if they sow a seed of $1,000 into God's <clears throat> ministry, then God's going to bless them. And he was saying, God's telling me right now there's somebody listening out there, listening who... They're being moved to do it, but they're being disobedient. You need to go ahead and be obedient to God. And I, mm-hmm. so I paused it, and I fell asleep, right? And Lori comes up, and she goes, what are you watching, she said. She said, I didn't know what you were watching. And it, but I, I wanted her to see the absurdity mm-hmm. of this is a person using God's word to fleece people. Now, whether, you know, we had the conversation, well, does he really believe that? Is he evil? Is he a, just a, a false teacher who's trying to build people? 
the the truth is uh, that you know God uh, allows people like that just in the same way we said we said why why does God allow evil yesterday because he'd have to wipe out everybody yeah because um, we're all evil. We're, we're all we're, we're we're all deserving of eternal mm-hmm. death mm-hmm. and apart from Jesus but there's a lot of false teachers out there and a lot of people who teach that if you become a Christian, your life's going to be great. You're going to have a fat bank account. You're going to have a nice car, nice home. And, uh, when they talk about God's sovereignty to do everything, they only focus on his sovereignty in the midst of material blessing. Hmm. Yeah. But God is sovereign in that. We talked about it yesterday about peace for his people. When Jesus came, what did he say? He said, I came to bring what? Peace on earth, shalom. Mm. That is <clears throat> this this settled confidence that whatever is going on in your life, that you can rest assured that your Father in heaven knows what's going on. He will give you the strength that you need to get through it, and he walks through it with you. Yeah. And, and that is should be an encouragement to us. Uh, but, uh, you know, we, we talked about God's sovereignty yesterday, and today we're looking at these two principles about the world being bent and he's faithful to us. How does the world being bent affect us, Brad? Well, um, when you read John, read John 16, uh, I, I start about a 31. Actually, you know what? Go back to Genesis Three, uh, Lori and I have been having a lot of conversations about Genesis lately. Go back to Genesis three. Read verses seventeen to nineteen. Okay, and this is a result <laughs> of the sinfulness of man, and it brought a deadly curse onto all of mankind. Yeah. And to Adam he said, "Because you have listened to the voice of your wife, and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it." Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread, till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken. For you are dust, and to dust you shall return. We live in this painful, sin-stained world, that's not our home. And if we, uh, if we, if we realize that, if we walk in that reality in our mindset, then there's no disappointment mm-hmm. when those kind of things happen. Right. It doesn't right. mean they're not painful. It doesn't mean, but r- realistically we look at life through instead of a sin stained, painful world world lens we look at it through everything's great, everything's going great, and everything's going to keep going great. And then when those things come into our life that mm. challenge us uh, or put us like like Hurricane Ian or, right, right. or Hurricane Katrina, then we end up being uh, sorely disappointed, sometimes angry at God. Uh, and sometimes the level of pain that brought bring, comes into our life, that God allows into our life, uh we can tolerate it to a point, but then we get to a point where we say, okay, God, 
It's almost like Job's wife. Curse God and die. Exactly. You know, just yep. go ahead and mm-hmm. curse him. But be done with it, you know. <laughs> kind of a Well, I think it and you were you mentioned this pastor down in Sanibel. You know, the reality is even in the midst of the trials, I think you kind of touched on this yesterday, is God gives us in the midst of the trials the opportunity to put our faith in him. And while it gives us the inner peace, that that's what he has promised us in the midst of the trials, he's given us a peace that surpasses all understanding. But at the same time, the flip side of that coin is we become a testimony of God's goodness. Yeah. Uh, people are watching. Well, go back to the peace element for a moment, because when most of us think about peace, we think about peaceful circumstances. Mm-hmm. We think about him, Calm. him bringing, okay, he's taking away the pain, right? Right. But if you read John 16, and remember, John 16 is part of that series, John 14, 15, 16, mm-hmm. 17, the night before he died, he's already told his disciples in John 14, listen, or 13, I'm about to leave you. You're right. all going to desert me. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And then that famous, uh, you know, quote of the first part of John, hey, don't let your heart be troubled. I go to prepare right. a place for you. Mm. I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. But in John 16, he's talking to them about, about how he's overcome the world and the spirit, the Holy Spirit, God lives in us if we're his. And so he never leaves us. In mm. John sixteen thirty three, read that. Uh, in- yeah. Uh, yeah, it says, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. Right there, stop. I've said these things to you. He gives us himself and his word. That in him, that's the key part, in him we may have peace. A lot of times we look for that peace in our circumstances, and it may never come. Sure. For the person who gets diagnosed with cancer, I remember a lady named Kathy O'Brien from Houston, Texas. Sweet, sweet saint of the Lord. Young lady, like in her 30s, 40s, Mm. um, got diagnosed with cancer. And I remember all the people she witnessed to at the cancer unit down there when she would go get her treatments. She never got better. Her cancer never went away, but her smile never left her face Mm. because she, like my friend Solomon over in India says, saw that Jesus is the train that takes us, that, that death is the train that takes us to Jesus and she believed that, she lived that, she saw it. And her peace was not in her cancer being cured. It was in Jesus getting her through it with the peace that only he can give. He was her rock. He was her refuge. He was her salvation. Mm. And, you know, so often we want Jesus to be our our rock to get us to the place where there is no pain here on earth, Mm. to get us to the place where there is no loss here on earth. But he doesn't say that there. He says, you will find your peace in me. Yeah. And, and I, I just think to know he's up there intervening for us 24 seven, that, that we can know 
that he loves us. In fact, read the last part of the verse where he says, in the world. Yeah, in the world, you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Yeah, so he reiterates what Genesis Mm -hmm. said. We're going to have problems here. So why is it such a surprise to us? (laughs) Well, and you know, you, you... I, I think what we've been talking about over the last, really, almost since Wednesday of last week, because we did do SWAT broadcast on Wednesday. In fact, we had Bible study on Wednesday. We knew the storm was coming. You know, when you, it, it's one thing to see a storm coming your way, and that might be a weather storm. It might be a financial storm. It might be a relational storm. Uh, and you see those coming your way. It's almost like, Doug, you have a sense that you can get prepared. Mm-hmm. I, I am quite certain those down in South Florida weren't totally prepared for that storm. Yeah. But the reality is storms are coming your way. Mm-hmm. You know, James says, consider it pure joy when you encounter various trials. First mm-hmm. Peter 4.12 says, beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you mm-hmm. to test you as though something strange were happening to you. Yet, Doug, I feel like in many cases, even in my own life, I, I go through life as if you know things are just going smoothly as opposed and not being negative, just being aware that this is a fallen world. And within that fallen world, evil things and bad things are going to happen. And how much more important it is to, to be, be sound in your mind mm-hmm. with that reality. Yeah. It is this idea that um, that we can have our best life now that's out there. Uh, if if our best life is now, we're going to hell. Yeah. Because our our best life is ahead with 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 Christ. Right. When we this is a temporary shelter for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. When we come back, I want to talk about how God is faithful to us in every step of the way. Uh, right out of Romans 8 and, and continuing on from John 16. Great. But don't forget, the world is bent. It's, it's going to be pain-filled. Yeah. And so we walk in that world, hopefully, as vessels of light. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to take a break for national news. Again, again, we're glad you joined us on SWAT Radio. Give us a call, 844-777-SWAT. Send us an email at ask at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back as Doug and I continue our discussion on God's sovereignty. to SWAT Radio. We're glad you've joined us as we are looking this week at storms, suffering, and the sovereignty of God, uh, that God calls us as his children to trust that he is on his throne. He is sovereign and he reigns over all. Today, we're looking at the fact that uh, we're to trust that this world is bent and we're no longer in Eden and we are not in heaven yet. So that's a good reminder <laughs> that we long for heaven. We're, we're looking forward to that. But in the meantime, 
we're living in a broken world. But we are. And here's the thing. If you're a believer, listen, if you are a believer and follower of Jesus Christ, this is the closest you're going to be to hell in your existence. I want you to think about that for Mm. a second. Okay. If you are an unbeliever and you live here, this is the closest you're going to be to heaven. I mean, because it's that in between, right? Right. It's it's between mm. yeah. that. It's 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 we're we're not in Eden, we're not in heaven. But uh, as you taught today, I think over on the west side, you know that there's going to be a new earth. That's right. And and it's going to be recreated, resurrected, basically. And that's exciting when you think about it. Where lions and lambs yeah. will lay down together. You won't have to fear. Uh, snakes, Lori, uh, <laughs> uh, or, or people. I mean, there will be there. There won't be that fear that that you know sin. Think about that for a second. The purity of what will be in yeah. that existence. Well, and I uh, I appreciate even how you started yesterday talking about the storms when the 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 apostles were on the boat with Jesus and they're you know going on and on about this storm and how he is the peace. And not only is are we we fearful, we, we live in fear over so many things, Doug, and yet right there on the boat he calms the storm. It, and you talked about it, he uses the word peace. He says to the storm, peace. Shalom. That would pretty much rock you up. Well, I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about the power of a storm, but what about the power of the one who controls the storm? Yeah, and and I just find it very interesting that he said shalom, mm. that he didn't just go shh and make the storm quit. He peace. He came to bring peace on earth in yeah. the midst of the storms, and so when you think about God, what is your reaction? when you're confronted with the sin-stained, pain-filled world we live in. Is it God is not watching? God doesn't care like the disciples in Mark 4? Don't you care when Jesus is asleep? Mm-hmm. Um, God is always good. He's always fair. He's always just. And I, I, I think as we go through these trials in our life, it would be helpful for us to look at his word. In fact, I don't think I know it's helpful to look at his word. Romans 8, 28, Brad, says a verse that a lot of us quote part of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he causes all things to work together for good. Yeah. Everybody knows that part, but they leave out some very important elements of that verse. And if you read read the whole thing. Yeah, so that people, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. There were two things said that amplify the all things working for good. One, for those who love God uh, and for those called according to his purpose. Well, that's pretty big. Those are two big statements. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that would say, oh, I love God, but they love him the same way they love some celebrity at a distance. Yeah. They don't know them. Yeah. They don't really care that much for them. They just 
they oh yeah they like them you know they they kind of there's something about them that they like they like the idea but to what jesus said if you love me what you'll obey me you'll, you'll keep obey my me. commandments yeah, you'll keep my commandments i don't think doug you can look at 828 romans 828 without tying 29 to it yeah read because it. It, well he, he says and i'm not going to read it just from memory so he says and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. That's great news, that he's working all things together for good to those who love God, for those who are called according to his purpose. Well, his purpose is described in 29, that we might be transformed into the image of his son. Wait a minute. He's trying to change us? Right. And he's going to use all things to do that? And, well, I say it often, you know, you you think of all the things you you got a lot of kids in your family, you got grandkids now. What are the things you would do for their life, for their existence to make their life great? You know, so often, you know, you think about what is God going to use in your life to make you look more like his son? Well, part of this issue of the world being bent is sin, right? Right. I was reading Paul Tripp this morning. I, I, I love his New Morning Mercies. It's just great. a great devotional mm-hmm. book. But he reminded me, or God reminded me through him this morning, that uh, our sin problem is so bad that he couldn't just forgive us. He had to come live inside of us to transform us. Yeah, Think about that, Brad. He couldn't just say, okay, you're forgiven because of what Jesus did. No, I got to come live in you to help you transform, Mm. to help you filter what's going on in the world around you and to see this is not your home. Mm. I think about that for a second. I mean, that he has to come take residence in us because it's such a radical need in our life. Yeah. And even with the Holy Spirit, do you still blow it? Of course we do. Oh, man. Because yeah, I don't yield to the Spirit. So yeah. often we're told to yield to the Spirit. Doug, I think I told you uh, uh, Brian Doyle challenged me when he was my guest uh, about two or three weeks ago to memorize Colossians 3. Uh, by the way, Brian, if you're listening, I know you're way ahead of me. So, mm-hmm. But really, right from the beginning of Colossians 3, he says, if, you, if then you have been... Cl- if then you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated mm. at the right hand of God. Mm-hmm. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. Mm. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. It's a good reminder that we're still living on this earth, but we're to set our mind on the things above. Yeah, And man, I can get my mind on things on this earth. Oh, man. You well, know. well um, Psalm 22, which, you know, Jesus quoted on the cross, says, He trusts in the Lord, let him deliver him, let him rescue him, for he delights in him. You know, uh, this is David saying this. Mm-hmm. Jesus quotes that psalm because that's what people say. If you believe in the Lord, you know, let right. him come rescue you, right? But if you think about it, when David says in that same psalm, in you our fathers trusted, they trusted and you delivered them, do you believe whatever you're going through right now that God can deliver you from those circumstances? Not that he will, but do you believe that he can? Uh, Brad, there was a 
tropical uh, cyclone named uh, Nargis that hit Myanmar, uh, Burma, uh, back in 2008, I believe. And um, I, I had the privilege of going over there with some people from the Billy Graham Rapid Response Team. To we, we basically smuggled in money to pastors over there. It was one of the deadliest uh, cyclones or hurricanes, like a Category 4, uh, that they said that 800,000 people were displaced. Some estimates as hmm. high as 300,000 died. Well. So I'm over there teaching, and I meet this pastor. And as he was praying about what to do, he said he was moved by God to tell the believers there were only eight in his village, only eight believers in this whole village of like 100 or whatever, to tell them we need to climb the palm trees. Well, he told the believers to do that. So eight other believers climbed palm trees up to the top even before the storm came and held on to those palm trees at the top and the water came up to their feet at the top of the palm trees. Mm. But those eight believers survived and they held on through the night. They couldn't see all they could do. He said, we prayed, we were praying and I could hear the others praying. And you think about how 300,000 died. I mean, the official estimates are only 138, but they said the government didn't really they were bulldozing bodies over uh, there to, to mass burial. It was awful. But he this if you would have told me that, yeah, they're going to climb the palm trees and they're going to live, I'd mm. go, that's crazy. I mean, think about it. Would you do, would you do that? I mean, like, yeah, I don't know about held that. on through the night. Mm. But God was faithful, and he is faithful, and every step of the way. And we can't judge his love for us by our circumstances here on earth because the world is so pain-filled because we will encounter difficulties we will encounter tribulation and persecution but we we judge god's love by what the cross yeah yeah by the cross the fact that he sent his son to die for us even though we were sinners he died for Mm us if he didn't withhold his son from us and let him go through that terrible beating that terrible persecution and terrible death so that we could be in his presence. Uh, he, he, what else does he have to do? But I, I've heard guys, and I know you probably have too, well, if God was real, this wouldn't happen. If God was real, he would do this for me or he would do that for well, me. Well, I hate to say it, but I take him to that verse we were just looking at, Romans eight twenty eight. Yeah. That if you're his, if you're his, don't be surprised when these trials come your way don't be surprised at the fiery ordeals that come upon you yeah because we know romans 8 28 that he causes he that that we know that for those who love god all things work together god is working things together and uh you know doug i was thinking about psalm 34 4 you think about the opposite of peace it's fear yeah most of what we're seeing today is fear uh, among even the believers, and uh, well, well, ever since COVID, Brad, yeah, fear has just ruled the land. Yeah, that's no, unbelievable. Well, when we come back from the break, Doug and I'll take your calls. The number to call is eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. That's eight four four seven 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 SWAT. 
Again, if you're unable to call, please email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's A-S-K at SWATradio.com. We'll be right back for our final segment. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Look down from a broken sky Traced out by the city lights My world from a mile high Best seat in the house tonight Touchdown in the cold black top Hold on for the sudden stop Breathing the familiar shock Of confusion and chaos Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. By the way, for those who are new to SWAT Radio, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. SWAT is a teaching ministry that seeks to equip and encourage men in their daily walk with Christ. By the way, we do have women who listen in, but SWAT is really geared toward men. And this broadcast is made possible by the generous donations of listeners like you and corporate sponsors who support clear and unashamed teaching and discussion of God's Word. If you have any interest in learning more about SWAT radio or one of the many SWAT Bible studies for men, Go to SWATradio.com, click on the SWAT Meetings tab. Uh, You'll see the various places we meet. Uh, Doug does a Zoom call also, and we would love to have you join us in person. If you're interested in supporting or sponsoring SWAT Radio, uh, click on the Support tab for further information. Our phone lines are open. Steve is ready to take some calls for this last segment of the day. We would love to hear from you. Call us at 844-777-7928. That's 844-777. 777-SWAT. And there is a SWAT for women at yes. Wednesdays at 10 here that my wife, Lori, leads. Here so, is yeah, what? At Salem, at Center, Salem Center. 7235 Bentley Road. 7235 Bentley Road every Wednesday at 10. Lori meets. And then we uh, do the SWAT group uh, uh, at 12 lunch. Tomorrow is Jersey Mike's, which big shout out to the guys at Jersey Mike's. Thank you guys for always helping us with our uh, lunch menu mm-hmm. for there. And uh, shout out to Jumpin' Jack's House of Food on Sandy uh, San Jose on Thursdays. Uh, SWAT meets there at 630. Uh, Woody's Barbecue tomorrow morning, like you said. All these people, great. Support them. If you go in there and you eat there, uh, tell them thank you for supporting SWAT. And uh, if, you, if you go to Jumpin' Jack's House of Food on uh, San Jose and tell them, 
that uh, you're a SWAT listener and you want to get the SWAT discount, they'll give you a discount on your Come on now, ticket. howdy. Yep. Howdy's pulling pulling the weight here. Yep. So uh, uh, by the way, uh, you know, <laughs> and they're downtown too. By the way, you know, you had uh, you had Rick Grigsby on the other day as a, a, oh, a, yeah. a replay, just talking about all the. Well, I, I think we spent half that time talking about food. But uh, if you haven't tried the hamburger, seriously, it, it, at Jumping Jacks, it's, it's one of the best burgers in town. It really is. Howdy, it, great job. It's like a backyard burger. It but totally. We is. digress. All right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, before you went on uh, the break there uh, for the station break. Uh, you were talking about just how people are impacted through fear. Yeah. It's interesting that Florida State um, University, the College of Medicine, uh, did a research study, and they found that the pandemic from COVID-19 really appears to cause personality changes in younger adults. And they found that the um, it made young adults – moodier more prone to stress less cooperative and trusting and less restrained Hmm. and responsible which is really interesting they they did this study on this and you know fear is a strong motivator and when the disciples said to jesus don't you care they they didn't go to him and say hey jesus wake (laughs) up and save us which would have been the proper response (laughs) Mm -hmm. They didn't say when he says, hey, how are you going to feed them? Well, you tell us what to do. You can feed them, Lord. Exactly. They said, we don't have enough. Which had just happened. We, we, as a matter of tendency, tend to look at ourselves yeah. as the yeah. resource to deal with the stress yeah. we have to yeah. go through yeah. instead of saying, God, I can't deal with this. I need you. I'm crying out to you. Mm. Um because he is faithful and he is going to be with us every step. My wife said it yesterday. We were talking and she said, you know, God is not going to take us through something that he will not give us as his people, the resources we need. So you people out there that feel called to ministry and you're afraid uh, to step away, he's not going to call you to something he's not going to provide for. Mm -hmm. He's not going to call you to do something he will not strengthen you to do. Um, I think there's a great, uh, well, obviously scripture is packed full of great promises. But, you know, one of the things in light of the fear, and it is interesting that you you brought up COVID, and I think think you're right. I mean, uh, people have fears, period. It, fear is kind of like uh, what you it's it's the evidence of what's already inside of you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you squeeze a lemon, what comes out? Well, lemon juice comes out when when we are squeezed and we're put under the pressure. What comes out? Psalm 34, four, one of my absolute favorite gems of a verse. It says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me. From all my fears, he didn't take away the problems, but when we seek the Lord, which maybe is our problem, Doug, (laughs) when you think about the apostles, they didn't seek the Lord, you know, are we seeking the Lord Uh, in the midst of whatever we're going through? He says, come to me, come to me, all you who are weary. And heavy laden, and I will give you 
rest. I'll give you peace. Yeah. I'll give you exactly. shalom. I think we got a call. Yeah. Who's uh, somebody on the line? John. John. Yeah, it's John. Hey, John. Man. Yeah. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Glad you called. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for your ministry. It was, it's a great message today. I, you know, we all we all have things that we go through. It's, it, but I think that as we go through them and as God has us go through things, He teaches us things as we go through them. It's like um, I learned from my son that passed away when he was ten, and my wife that passed away when she was fifty-eight that God has a plan for all of us. Mm. And sometimes it's at a younger time, sometimes an older time, but it's just uh, taught me that life here can be in the 70s and the 80s, or with Andrew, it can be 10. But infinity, when we get to spend eternity in heaven with God, there is no time. So it's, and because I was trying and actually you were talking earlier about testimony. I believe testimony is not about us. It's about what God's done mm-hmm. for us so that we can actually he'll use us mm-hmm. to help other people as they're walking through things. Yeah. Cuz I I've, I've been able to I've been able to experience that for myself and in looking back at the stuff that I went through, it was like, okay, God got me through this. Whatever's going to come up next, God will get me through that also. So it's actually given me the encouragement that I've had that I've needed, and not depending on people, but depending on Him to get me through things. And as He has gotten me through things, it's like, okay, Lord, if I've gotten through this, bring it on because it's not fun when you go through it. But I know that I've got the strength uh, through Christ to be able to survive through the things that we have that yeah. uh, that you know life experiences that type of a thing. John, where are you calling from? Uh, I'm Jacksonville, Florida. Did you uh, have any damage from the hurricane where you were? Were you on the river at all? We did not. No, we just, uh, we had mostly uh, debris. Our in-laws live on, uh, my in-laws live on uh, Neptune Beach. They had a lot of debris, but no real damage. I mean, I can't imagine with the people that, you know, that that are down south and just had everything kind of wiped out and stuff. Uh, I had a good friend of mine, well, retired, I'm retired law enforcement, and he passed away. Um, he had an accident. Um, I believe it was Deltona that he passed away. And so it's, um, yeah, so I just pray for those people. I, I know that I've learned. I've never had to lose a whole house, but I've learned to what's really valuable because of what we've been through. For example, with Andrew, he had spina bifida. Mm. And God taught me that I look at what people can do. I don't look at what people can't do because he wasn't able to physically do things like somebody else, but then I wasn't supposed to compare him. I learned to appreciate him for what he could do and what he had mm-hmm. and the gods, you know, gave him gifts and stuff like that. So it's, so, um, anyway, so I've been praying for those people down South and the stuff they went through. That was your son's name, Andrew. Andrew. Yes. He actually has at a, <laughs> I only have one thing that I jokingly say is named after me. And that's, you uh, he has a restroom, the John, <laughs> <laughs> he has at an elementary school that he was at he has uh, a uh, a track meet that we're starting back up again COVID kind of interrupted it but it's for special ed uh, special people uh special ed people and so that that we have a track meet that's named after him and a sportsmanship award that they give out at the end of the year which you know you don't expect 
your kids to die before you, and you certainly don't expect that they're going to have something named after him. But I think it's pretty cool that he only lived to be the age of 10, and he's got things named after him. So uh, That is really cool, John. And, John, thank you for your service in law enforcement. I know it's not been a, 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 a popular thing to do uh, in the last few years for a lot of people. It's a lot of challenges. But uh, really appreciate your perspective, you sharing about your wife and Andrew. And, you know, if you're listening out there, I just would ask you to pray for John, you know, uh, because to lose a, a child, they say, is one of the toughest things you can deal with, and then to lose uh, your wife. Uh, and so, uh, John, uh, can I just pray for you as as we uh, kind of yes. we, we kind of finish our time? Lord, thank you for this call with John and just the encouragement I hear in his voice that he trusts you. And um, I, I just pray that uh, you'd pass on to uh, Andrew and his wife that, that Lord, uh, he's doing good down here, and uh, he misses them. And I pray that, Lord, until uh, you bring him home, he'd continue to be a witness for you of um, his trust and love for you in the midst of this chaos uh, we call a world. And so thank you for the rock that you are to us, and let your peace and favor rest on our brother in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 John, Amen. thank you, brother. Thank you. God bless y'all. You bet. Hey, send us. Hey, John, will you do me a favor? Can you email yes. Doug or myself at, uh, you can send it to Doug at SWATradio.com or Brad at SWATradio.com. We'd love to connect with you. And I'm just thinking about what you've just shared in the last two or three minutes. Lots of people need to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, do send that, send that. I'd love, I'd love for you to show up at a SWAT meeting and maybe, maybe chat with me sometime. All right. Uh, that sounds like a great idea. Okay, right. I will do it. As I just, I just wrote it down. Okay. All right, sounds right. good. Okay, well, thank you for the invite. You right, bet. Yeah, well, that's a wrap for today. We're glad you tuned in. Can't, can't beat that call. Nope. Uh, join us again tomorrow as we continue our teaching on this whole concept of the sovereignty of God in the midst of storms. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual